0: Hey, Mark and Grace here, welcoming you to the Real Marriage Podcast. Before we jump in, we just wanted to say thank you for tuning in, and especially for those of you who send in reviews and testimonies of how God is using this podcast to help your marriages. We've made a lot of mistakes, which is why we call it Real Marriage. So the fact that God has used those to stretch and grow us and that what we've learned can be a blessing to you is a huge honor. We wanted to read a review for you.
1: Thank you so much for leaving reviews, and we'd encourage you to do the same wherever you listen to podcasts. This one is from L.B. Latina. Love this podcast. Thank you, Pastor Mark and Grace, for having the courage to speak out about the hard stuff. Love the humor, too. It's always fun when I can make Grace laugh. That's always a bonus. God bless your family and ministry. Praying the same for you. And uh, hey, if you'd like to leave a five-star review, please do so wherever you find your podcasts.
0: It helps to have the gift of discernment with the gift of hospitality because sometimes people can be dangerous or evil and you want to make sure that you're not just inviting any stranger, but someone who you feel is safe to be in your home, especially if you have kids. You have to be extra cautious with that.
1: So the gift of hospitality, every gift has a shadow side Mm -hmm. that God could use it for ministry and Satan could use it for misery. That's right. So if you're like, well, we just have everybody over, but if they're gonna harm your kids, if they're going to be a gossip or divisive toward your marriage, if they are going to cause a lot of drama, and sometimes drawing that line is really hard with extended family, Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, we wouldn't have these people in our home or our life or do vacation or holiday with them, but they have our last name, so we make them an exception to the rule.
0: Okay, Mark and Grace Driscoll here in Real Marriage Podcast. And we're doing the spiritual gifts series to help your marriage grow and flourish and see how you can be serving each other first. And then outside of that, what God would have for you and ways to serve together. And we are on hospitality. So
1: here's where we set it up, kids. So the the biggest section in the New Testament on spiritual gifts is Romans 12, 13, and 14. Chapter 12, spiritual gifts. Uh, Chapter 14, spiritual gifts chapter 13, right in the middle, spiritual fruit, and he talks about love. And most of you are probably familiar with a very well-known book on the love languages and how it applies to marriage. The truth is that that concept comes not just from that book, but from the New Testament. And what Paul is saying is that love languages are spiritual gifts, that the spiritual gifts that God gives us are different ways that we love one another by serving one another. So what we're hoping to do in this uh, season of podcasts is help you figure out your divine design. What are your gifts and talents and abilities and how has God made you and your spouse, as Grace said, so you can appreciate one another, understand one another, that you can minister to one another, and that together you can do ministry, ideally, we would say, as a member of a local Bible-teaching, Jesus-loving church, yes. where the fruit of the Spirit is evident. And so what we're talking about uh, first is uh, the serving gifts, and we'll be in the second gift of hospitality that appears in Romans 12, 13. So, We'll just jump right in. And the question is, do you have the gift of hospitality? Does your spouse, any of your kids, what does this look like in your life? And the Bible tells believers to practice hospitality. So even if this isn't your gift, you're still going to need to figure this out. And some of the big pain points in marriage are around hospitality. Who gets to come over? When do they get to come over? Who gets to join us for dinner? Does anybody go on vacation with us? What do we do for the holidays, birthdays, vacations? Can kids do overnight? And a lot of the negotiation in the uh, marriage and family is over hospitality. So hospitality is the ability to welcome strangers and entertain guests often in your home. Fellowship is the Bible's word for having believers over. Hospitality Is the Bible's language for having strangers over people you don't know as well? Uh, So it's having people over with great joy and kindness so that they become friends. The point of hospitality is I don't know you, but I want to get to know you, and there could be a friendship out of this. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to include one's family, friends, Christians, and uh, strangers who may not even be Christians. Okay, so when we were in college, I had a class, I think it might have been a sociology class, and the Professor introduced three different types of homes, and it's stuck with me ever since. Open, closed, and random homes. A random home is, and so think about your home environment growing up, you know, as a kid. A random home is, we don't eat dinner together. Everybody just grabs something to eat whenever works for them. We don't necessarily have a set bedtime or bed routine, even for the kids. In a totally random home, the front door is kind of unlocked and people just come and go. And there's not even a clean, bright line between who's in the family and not. In a random home,
0: no systems, no systems.
1: (laughs) Kids can just stay the night. You don't even need to ask. Um, One of the most random homes I've ever seen, uh, there wasn't even set beds you just crash in whatever bed you took for the night. <laughs> and if you didn't go to bed early enough, you slept on the couch. That's wow. it. And so the, <laughs> there's no schedule. There's no plan. I mean, it's, it's very random. On the complete opposite side would be the closed home. Uh, dinner is at six o'clock, not 601. Um, we do pork chops on Tuesday. We do taquitos on Wednesday. Everything's very structured. Um, the, the bedtime is at nine, not nine Oh seven. If you want somebody to stay the night, you better let mom and dad know six months in advance and fill out a form and a small committee of, you know, Baptist deacons will consider your request. And so, you know, the, so having somebody over to stay the night was a really big deal. Mm -hmm. Having somebody over for dinner was a really big deal. Staying up past your bedtime was a really big deal because it was a very closed home. And then in the middle is the, do you think that
0: often goes with introverts
1: Um, or control freaks Mm -hmm. or non-social people um, or sometimes people that they feel like their life is just overextended and they want to have their home be a safe environment. quiet place. So there's the random home. There's the, um, There's the closed home, and then in the middle is the open home, and it's a little bit of both. Some people can come over unannounced, but not all. Sometimes people can stay the night, but not all the time. Sometimes you can stay up past your bedtime, but not very often. Um, Sometimes we bring people on vacation with us, but that's not very common. The home that you grew up in, when we're talking about the gift of hospitality, was it more random, closed, or open?
0: Uh, it was somewhere in between open and random. I would say, I think my mom would have wanted it to be more closed. Cause she grew up as an only child in more of a closed home. Um, my dad and your
1: dad, and, and, your, and her dad was sick. Yeah. So if you're an only child and dad is sick, home has to be closed. Yep.
0: And then my dad grew up on a farm with 12 kids. So he had a very <laughs> open home and, And family all live nearby. And, you know,
1: I mean, even for seasons, you'd go live with your aunt and uncle or Mm -hmm. stay for weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I grew up in an environment where my mom and dad had more of an open home. We grew up in a poor neighborhood. I was one of the only kids with a dad in the neighborhood. And my mom had gift of giving. Mm -hmm. And so if kids didn't have a place to stay, they would literally come stay with us. If kids didn't have a meal to eat, they'd come eat with us. I remember my mom would go to Sears Surplus when I was a kid, and we were poor, but she would buy extra coats and keep them in the closet because the kids that would come over didn't have a coat during the winter in Seattle, cold and rainy, and my dad and mom would put a coat on them. My dad would go to Goodwill in the offseason because he coached our baseball team. He'd never played baseball, but he was the only dad in the neighborhoods who ended up being the coach he would go by use cleats and gloves during the off season at goodwill because the kids would show up to baseball with no glove and no cleats because they had no dad and they had no money mm-hmm. so my parents were a generous family even though they were poor and i grew up in a home that was open and if kids needed something they knew they could come to my parents' house mm-hmm. it was safe and they would they would they would be taken care of but the kids came from such totally wrecked broken home. wrecked yeah. homes that the kids kept trying to turn it into um, the, uh, you know, the, the disorganized home, the random home. Yeah. And so the, the kids were always trying to make it into the random home. My books were trying to keep it into the open home. And so, you know, that was the environment that, uh, that I grew up in. And so Part of the hospitality issue is when you get married, your family of origins in large part helps determine for you what you think a normal, healthy family is. Right. And if you like the home you grew up in, you're like, I want to do it like that. And if you didn't, you could really overreact. Right. So if it was closed, you're like, we're going to do random. You know, no <laughs> rules. It's a prison riot. And if you did a random, you're like, no, no, we're going to do closed. I'm not going to let this thing get out of control. And so for us, when we first got married, We had some trouble figuring out because true or false, one of your gifts is hospitality.
0: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) Is one of my gifts hospitality? No. No. I like to have fun on the calendar, plan vacations and holidays for the family That's probably the closest that I get to the gift of hospitality, but I needed to understand and appreciate your gift of hospitality because that helps determine where we live, what kind of house we buy, how much parking we have, how big the couch is, whether or not we have a second fridge, how much money is in the budget for entertaining. (laughs) So explain to folks that may not have the gift of hospitality, what does that look like? How does that operate for you?
0: Um, Well, we did practice it a lot because that's how we started our church. Um, with strangers in our home. We
1: started in college ministry. You can't go to their home because they're they all living in one. a dorm. <laughs> so we started with Bible studies and ministry in our home when we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and so basically that's what it was. And then you you do need, it helps to have the gift of discernment with the gift of hospitality because sometimes people can be dangerous or evil and you want to make sure that you're not just inviting Any stranger, but someone who you feel is safe to be in your home, especially if you have kids, you have to be extra cautious with that.
1: So the gift of hospitality, every gift has a shadow side Mm -hmm. that God could use it for ministry and Satan could use it for misery. That's right. So if you're like, well, we just have everybody over, but if they're going to harm your kids, if they're going to be a gossip or divisive toward your marriage, if they are going to cause a lot of drama and sometimes drawing that line is really hard with extended family because mm-hmm. you're like well we wouldn't have these people in our home or our life or do vacation or holiday with them but they have our last name so we make them an exception to the rule so i think you're right i think hospitality requires discernment because mm-hmm. uh, it even says in uh second john and we've got this in the free free book that we would give you i'll just tell you how to get it if you Text want it.
0: Gifts, gifts to Three one nine nine
1: six, and we get into all of this there, so you can study it. But there is uh, there is a line in the scripture that warns us. I think it's in Second John, not to practice hospitality to evil people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you think of it, if your house is a sheep and you want to have sheep and shepherds over, you don't want to have wolves over. They're gonna
0: devour. They're
1: gonna devour the sheep, and so hospitality requires discernment. But when you do practice hospitality, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and practice discernment, just speak from somebody, honey, who has the gift of hospitality, how that changes the kind of home you would want to live in and the kind of environment you'd want to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it open concept homes are more conducive to it because you don't want to have a bunch of little rooms that people are, you know, separated. Yeah. You want to have space for people to be and to communicate and to enjoy um a, a decent kitchen. It doesn't have to be a huge kitchen, but a kitchen where you can prepare food people and
1: people can assemble mm-hmm. and hang out and mm-hmm. eat and visit.
0: And if you have families with kids, you want to have you either a playroom or a yard or something conducive to that where you can actually accommodate, um, hospitality and people can feel loved and cared for there. Like you thought about having them over parking mm-hmm. yep.
1: enough space to have people over. And so
0: bathrooms, I,
1: bathrooms. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, I love people and I especially love my time with the family, but when I come home, I'm not thinking about how is this home for other people? Mm-hmm. Maybe I have the gift of selfishness. <laughs> I'm thinking, how does this home work for me? So I would think more in terms of my library, my study, my work environment. Uh, but you, you're thinking in terms of assembly, can kids play, is it safe, indoor-outdoor space, parking, mm-hmm. kitchen? Um,
0: well, because your job, in, in order to provide, to provide for the family you need to have an office that you Mm -hmm. have a library and you need to have a space where you can work because we didn't always have that in the different church buildings. So we needed to be able to have that at home for you. So it wasn't as much selfishness because you were using that to provide for us so that I could be home and practice hospitality. And I needed to appreciate that. And I think that's where our rub came a lot because you were an introvert. And somehow I thought that that was wrong versus just that's how God created you so that you can do your job well. Um, And so we needed to understand each other in that. So I can't constantly be having people over, but you can't, you need to consider that we do need to have people over. So we had to have some give and take there and really communicate well about, okay, what does it look like and who will we have over and and how are we praying through this so that I can exercise my gift, but that you're also not drained to be able to do the responsibility of the job that you need to do to provide for the family.
1: And that's what we would call the sync meeting, getting together mm-hmm. you know, weekly, not your date. This is the non-romantic meeting. Put your schedule together who's coming over for dinner? When are we going to have people over? Maybe in this season, it's so crazy with kids or activities or, you know, the holidays that we can't do as much entertaining, but really getting that on the schedule and then deciding who's going to be on the invite list, who's going to come over. And then me as an introvert, being able to emotionally prepare for that, meaning I'm probably going to need some silence and solitude before everybody comes over so that when they do show up, I'm emotionally present, I'm ready to go. Um, and it did affect the way that we started looking at buying homes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if if you have a gift of hospitality and your spouse, um, let's say, has the gift of administration and they're very financially tight and they're saying, no, 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 let's get a very small condo and uh, let's really watch our food budget. And you're like, no, 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 let's get a bigger house <laughs> and let's go grocery shopping and have everybody over yes. for, you know, the Super Bowl party or grill night or whatever the case may be. And so, how does that gift of hospitality need to affect even the family budget?
0: Well, it needs to be considered. Um, I wasn't extravagant in the things I would do, and I often uh, made things from scratch because it was cheaper. Um, so that meant that I was spending more time doing it. Which, as we had more kids, I had to pull back and figure out new ways of saving time while I was still practicing hospitality. But it did need to be a consideration in the food budget. And and if we just couldn't, then we needed to find other ways so that we could gather finances for that, to be yeah. able to practice that.
1: Well, and some of our kids had gift of hospitality as well. And so they loved having people over and parties and activities. and and But there was a time that we didn't have good, healthy boundaries and we overdid it. And so just like any gift, it can get imbalanced. That's so right. when we were doing college ministry and planning our first church I think in one year, we had a few thousand people in our home. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, premarital Bible study on Tuesday night and theological training on Wednesday night and book of the Bible on Thursday night, because we didn't have necessarily a building. We had everybody in our house. And at one point, we had the offices in our house, we had interns in our house. And I'm going crazy now because it's like, I I don't have have the gift. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't have the gift of hospitality. And And all of a sudden, the boundary between ministry and family is obliterated, and that needs to be a good, healthy boundary. And so, yeah, we made errors in our—I think there were times that I pulled way too back and stifled your gift of hospitality— and there were times that I, I just sort of... Yeah, re- I
0: wasn't considering you. yeah
1: you, you. you we had too many people and too many activities yep. and too many nights out. And we didn't have enough family dinners together because we always had somebody else over. I think where we're at now, I actually feel we've hit a really good rhythm. Mm-hmm. But we've had to talk and pray about and consider that over the years. And I think at various times with the gift of hospitality... It's either like all or nothing mm-hmm. uh, rather than wisdom dictating. And um, and
0: making sure, again, that marriage is the priority. This is what we're talking about on the podcast. And if And if we feel slighted on either side of our gift, we need to talk about that and be willing to have that conversation. I needed to be willing to learn, hey, can you pull back in this season because I'm feeling overwhelmed by all the hospitality? And you need to, in other seasons be willing to learn that this is what we need to do to serve the people right now in this season and so we really there really was give and take and there were some hard conversations in there but we needed to be willing to have those and pray through those conversations not become offended or um or become legalistic about i'm going to use my gift whether you like it or not (laughs) or fight about it but how did we build the marriage with our gifts and that has to be priority how does this build our marriage
1: Well, and in that, it changes from season to season. So like when new kids are born...
0: I had to pull back. When I had my third child, he was a very needy child. And so I had to pull back and serve him and not do all the hospitality that I I had done in the past. I was making meals for every pregnant mom for two weeks. I was doing all the baby showers, bridal showers. I was doing everything in the home because I enjoyed it. But then when I had my third child... It was just a capacity issue. I could no longer do all of those things.
1: Yeah. And in that too, then I, I, I think I waited too long to where I would get frustrated. And rather than sort of saying, honey, it's starting to get a little imbalanced. It's affecting
0: me. Mm-hmm. I would wait
1: until I felt um, like I wasn't a priority. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes those conversations wouldn't be as healthy as they should have been. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about the spiritual gifts, we're talking about who are you, mm-hmm. And who is your spouse? What's your divine design? What's their divine design? And is there a way to take your gifts and put them together in ministry service? So one of the things that we did, and we still do, and when it comes to hospitality, too, I'll just throw it out there. Maybe for a season, it's like we're going to have couples over or families over that are friends and peers to build friendships. It's not just give and take. It's give and give and take and take. Or maybe we invite over mentor couples or godly older people that we can learn from because we're in a hard season and we're going to invite them into our life in our home.
0: Or if you can do it in your home, do it at the park, do it at another location where you're still practicing hospitality, but you know, you're...
1: And sometimes if you're doing a lot of hospitality, it includes things like in your budget, like a housekeeper. It's like, if we're going to have a lot of people over, or maybe it's a big holiday event, we just need to get some help getting the house set up. But one thing that we did that ended up working well we found a way, and this is what we're praying for you all, is to have your gift and my gift work together for a ministry. Mm -hmm. So you have gift of hospitality, I have gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. So you like to have people over, I like to teach the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so for years, there there were classes that we would do, things that we would do you would have people over and then I would teach the Bible. It was a way for our gifts to work together. Mm -hmm. And now we call that Trinity Church (laughs) (laughs) that we throw big events. Mm -hmm. And you're really more thoughtful on the event side of what does the food look like? What is the, you know, what does the hospitality look like? So even what we used to do in our home now has grown to a larger ministry to where there are larger events and you're really thinking through the hospitality side, but I'm thinking through the teaching side and the right. content <laughs> side, and we Which work is together. Great. Mm-hmm. And so whether, you know, whatever size that ministry God might have for you, what we're asking you as a couple is, okay, what is his gifts? What are her gifts and how do they work together? And so we'll close with one um, historical example, uh, Francis and Edith Schaefer. Mm. And what we want to do in the real marriage podcast is give you some marriage examples of spiritual gifts. So, Edith's spiritual gift uh, was hospitality.
0: She actually wrote a book on it.
1: Yeah, The Hidden Art of Homemaking. Mm-hmm. It's on having people over and feeding and housing. And they had upwards of 100 people at a time live with them. Mm-hmm. They created something called mm-hmm. Uh It was uh, during kind of the 60s and 70s, alternative culture, hippies, kids trying to find themselves, going on spiritual quests, looking for gurus.
0: Life skills, theological skills, communion, community.
1: Yeah. And that was their Labrie ministry, which means shelter. So they set up in the Swiss Alps, and she thought through where are they going to sleep? And what does the garden look like? And people would come and they would have to do chores and, you know, go pull the vegetables and help prepare the dinner and clean up. And Mm -hmm. she really made it into sort of a big extended family home atmosphere, hospitality environment. And then he would sit down and teach. Mm -hmm. And he would answer Bible questions and disciple. And they they led th- probably thousands of yeah. kind of wandering uh, spiritual hippies to Christ. They modeled marriage and family, and they found a way for their gifts to operate together. And uh, Edith was all about bedding and home cooked meals and fresh flowers (laughs) and neat decor and paintings and sculptures and sketchings and music and hot cookies and table settings. (laughs) And he was all about Bible studies and theology and apologetics and Q&A. So she created an environment where people felt loved. And then he was able to work in that environment so that people were saved and informed. Mm -hmm. And so they've served for us for quite a while as a great kind of example Mm -hmm. of how those gifts work together. And we're really praying for you. What's your divine design? What's your spouse's divine design? Maybe even your kids and how does it work together for ministry? So maybe honey in closing, you just, since you've got the gift of hospitality, Mm -hmm. just some of the questions that we have for them in the free book, Uh, that they can start to think about, is this my gift or my spouse's gift? And then close our time in prayer.
0: So do you enjoy watching people meet and have fun at parties and events you help to plan and host, or maybe even having them in your own home? Is your home the kind that most people feel comfortable in and can drop by to visit unannounced? Um, Do you consider your home as a place of ministry for others and not just a retreat for you? Do you tend to enjoy going out, all out for birthdays, holidays, and other celebrations. You're the Pinterest queen. When there is a room full of people having a good time, do you find your joy in seeing their joy?
1: Thank you, baby. Maybe close our time in prayer. And uh, hey, while we're at it too, if you would just leave a review for the podcast, we would really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, Grace will pray for you. We'll see you in the next episode on the spiritual gift of discernment.
0: Dear Lord, thank you that you were hospitable to us and you brought us in as strangers and actually as enemies so that we could be saved and participate in life with you. I pray that we would learn how to practice this with others, even if it's not our gift, Lord, that we would be willing to do this. But if it's our gift that you would give us places and times and people to do this with in Jesus name. Amen.